it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Comedy alive from the greatest country on the planet. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not telling you to wait a week for election results. Election day is here. But the Democrats are singing Let's Wait a While by Janet Jackson. This is total crap. It might be their only hope of maintaining control. I will, of course, stop the Janet Jackson puns because we got a busy day in this radio rhythm nation with a stacked deck of major league nominees. New Hampshire Senate candidate Don Bulldog going to be here in this hour. Texas congressional candidate Wesley Hunt in the House as well. Katie Pavlich will be here. And, of course, New Hampshire congressional candidate Caroline Levitt. It is a crowded dance card, but there's always room for your calls, texts, tweets, and carrier pigeons at 888-788-9910. You know the deal on this show, but especially on Election Day, you can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. All we ask is that you don't be a there at all. I did not win the Powerball last night. As a matter of fact, neither did you. The Powerball drawing has been delayed. Uh, Apparently, the Democrats want to count the mail-in tickets. Uh, I make that reference. Why? Because you know those stickers? You know those stickers that say, I voted? Well, we're getting to a place in this country where pretty soon they're going to give you a sticker that says, I waited. Because we're already being told on the front end of this election by the White House... That it's time to just, you know, hunker down. Just take it easy. It's going to take weeks. It always takes weeks. No, it doesn't. Okay? And we're already seeing odd irregularities on uh, today's voting out in Arizona, in Maricopa County. We don't have a direct answer yet. But we're being told that the machines were having trouble tabulated. People's votes weren't being counted. What the hell is the world coming to? I don't have an answer. But the truth is this country does have a really big problem with election integrity. And as a guy who speaks to you every day, not as an activist, but as a talk show host, you understand the losing party of the last two elections has claimed it was stolen. That can't be good. It's not good. But when you continue to feed into the practice now of taking election day and inflating it beyond all believable bounds to election week or election month, There's going to be distrust no matter who wins this thing, no matter who loses this thing. You understand? We're in a really difficult spot. But on the Democratic side of town, okay, they would have you believe, come on, man, this is how the system works. It just takes forever. It's clip six. It took two weeks to to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how, the, that's how this is supposed to work. And it's important for us to all be patient when while votes are are being counted this is ridiculous okay we got to be patient while the votes are being counted 
Okay, at the same time, you understand. It's such a fascinating juxtaposition. You talk about like a, you know, I always say it's a stampede of stupidity in the White House. Here is Joe Biden, who has made the central, the central focus of his midterm pitch that democracy is under attack. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But that's the claim. It's the worst closing message in midterm history. I wrote an op-ed about it on foxnews.com. We posted it on the Fox Across America Facebook page. You can read it there. Uh, It's getting a lot of love on Twitter as well. If you follow me on Twitter, at Jimmy Fela, you can read it as well. This closing message from Biden, okay, is why they deserve to lose everything known to man. Okay, inflation's at a 40-year high. Crime is out of control. The border's wide open. Fentanyl's become the leading cause of adult death in America. Okay, kids were denied two years of an education by a lot of overzealous COVID restrictions that were designed to placate a teachers union. That's the most powerful lobbying constituent of the Democratic Party. Okay, the American citizen, I've got to be honest, in the two years of Biden's administration, haven't even made the medal podium in terms of being a priority. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. Seriously. And now as you can't afford gas, you can't afford groceries, you either put off your retirement or came out of retirement. Biden's closing message is, well, you got to vote for me because democracy is under attack. If the Republicans win, we're not going to be able to vote ever again. That's the claim. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. But here he is. This is the closing message. This is what my op-ed is about. And this is also why we're going to have such a hard time getting collective buy-in to the outcome of this election. One party's telling you democracy's under attack. They're going to ban it. But in the next breath, they're doing everything to undermine your faith in that democracy. Okay, think about this like the Olympics. Okay, what have the Democrats fought tooth and nail to do? They wanted to eliminate voter ID. They said voter ID was voter suppression. It was Jim Crow on steroids. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia and 40 other states. Jim Crow on steroids. Okay, we have broken every record in the nation's history when it comes to voter turnout in this election. Now, Jim Crow, I don't know if you know anything about it, but Jim Crow wasn't exactly a get out the vote operation. Jim Crow was burning down people's houses and attacking them with mobs to deny them the right to vote. We are doing the opposite. We now have 17 days of early voting, and Joe Biden's trying to tell us that that's restrictive. Democrats are so full of crap. No, what's restrictive is our ability to buy into these outcomes. They really are. Like, listen, my gut, if you want to know as we get on the air today, oh, the Democrats are going to lose everything. They're going to get smoked in the House. Okay, they're projecting to get smoked in the Senate as well, and they deserve, they deserve to get smoked in both chambers. That's true. That is true. You cannot look any self-respecting person in the face right now, okay, ask them if they're better off now than they were two years ago, and get a yes out of them. Can't happen. Unless they're running a drug cartel that's part of the $13 billion industry that's blossomed at our southern border over human trafficking and drug shipping, there is no way you can look anybody in the face and they can tell you they're better off now than they were two years ago because they've run everything into the ground. Biden sucks. The economy into the ground. The fuel prices, they're forty higher than they were today Biden took office. Okay, the national murder rate is at a 35-year high. I talk about fentanyl relentlessly because I have a teenage son and I'm trying to keep him off drugs because this is not the era you grew up in or I grew up in, where you could have a recreational drug habit and live to tell the tale and have a lot of wacky stories. And then we went to Taco Bell. 
We don't live in that era anymore. People now take recreational drugs and die. Okay, I am furious that we continue to refer to these as fentanyl overdoses because an overdose implies that someone got carried away taking too many drugs and dropped dead. No, what's happening with fentanyl is people are being poisoned. They are taking one pill and they are dropping dead. It is not overdoses. And the connotation of overdose takes a lot of parents' eyes off the ball because they go, well, my kid isn't a habitual drug user, so I don't got to worry about him overdosing. He's barely even doing drugs. But the reality is if a kid does drugs once, they can now die. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. It's just reality, man. I bring it up all the time. I bring my kid up all the time uh, about this subject because you have to be vigilant. They have failed you as an American people. You are not safe. You can't afford stuff. We're dealing with a fuel crisis. And their reaction to all of this is, well, you got to vote for us. Democracy's on the ballot. Folks, if there's a ballot, democracy ain't on it. The whole point of democracy is on the ballot is that we wouldn't have votes. Democracy is the ballot. Bingo. But here is Biden. Oh, it's under attack. Clip 28. You know, American democracy is under attack because the defeated former president of the United States refuses to accept the results of the 2020 election. We, the people, must decide whether the rule of law will prevail or whether we will allow the dark forces the thirst, the thirst for power put ahead of the principles that we've long guided us. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Is Donald Trump on the ballot? The answer would be no. No. Is any Republican running on, I'm going to ban elections? The answer would be no. And if election denying or not accepting the results is the treasonous, you know, the treasonous charge they're telling us it is, why aren't these people in prison? As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. <laughs> Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. I mean... You're an idiot! I mean, there's none bigger. Okay, we're living in a death of shame. Right now, this country is breaking voter turnout records. And we've got people like Stacey Abrams with a straight face still telling us that it's voter suppression. Stacey Abrams is full of It's fascinating. Okay, but understand, there is nobody undermining faith in our democracy like the Democrats. Why? Because if you look at this like the Olympics, okay, if one nation was fighting as hard to cheat as the Democrats are, we'd all assume they were using steroids. You know, the Olympics have drug testing. If one nation was going as far out of its way to avoid drug testing as the Democrats are, well, we can't have voter ID. Can't have it. Just let anybody who wants to vote vote. You know, we shouldn't be checking ID. Okay. Geez, little sketchy. I don't see how that helps anybody unless they're cheating. Well, we can't count the votes on election day. No, no. It's election weeks, election months, election year. They're just going to get in when they get in. As I'm on the air broadcasting right now, the Fetterman campaign is suing in Pennsylvania to have un dated ballots counted towards the total that's not right so you understand ballots that are undated 
Man, they could be dated tomorrow or they could go out Thursday. Is that just how it works now? You just keep mailing in votes till we have the winner that we want? That's what it sounds like. Okay, and as we sit here on Election Day, the tail of the tape is what? The Democrats are going to get their asses handed to them. And yes, they deserve to get their asses handed to them. But as a country, we're in a really difficult and precarious position. It's the reason I get on the air every day and exercise so much caution when I talk to you guys. Okay, we live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. Okay, a lot of people were made to believe that Vladimir Putin overthrew our government in 2016 and the press got them all worked up every day. The walls are closing in. We're all going to jail. The kids are going to testify against Trump. He's going to take a perp walk right out of the White House. Wrong. But people felt it emotionally and still believe it to this day. So every single Democrat, okay, who said 2016 was stolen doesn't see the hypocrisy in getting mad at Republicans for claiming 2020 was stolen. Nor will they see the hypocrisy when they lose everything imaginable tonight and get back on the air and tell you this one was stolen, too. That's just how white folks will do you. But there's a way. There's a way to dial down the temperature. There's a way to lower the thermostat. There's a way to start getting us back towards collective buy-in when it comes to election outcomes. Think about it. The losing party has challenged the legitimacy of the vote every time they've lost. If they happen to be Democrats, they lost in 2000, challenged the legitimacy of the vote. They lost in 04, challenged the legitimacy. They lost in 2016, challenged the legitimacy. Now the Republicans came back and challenged the legitimacy in 2020. Okay, we have a real problem with buy-in. There's one way to speed it up and speed it up fast. It's start counting the votes on time. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Not done But the Dems are screwed, Dems are screwed, but they'll say Must keep counting on election day I will watch till 2 a.m. I won't have a clue by Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. 
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Ted Nugent songs. It's getting intense in here. It's election day. You've got questions. I'd like to tell you I have answers. I actually have more questions than answers right now, but we got a stack deck. Don Bolduc's coming up from New Hampshire. He is running for Senate. Katie Pavlich, multimedia superstar here at Fox News, will be in the House as well. Caroline Levitt, also running up in New Hampshire. And the great Wesley Hunt, a man who claims he will be the best-dressed man in Congress, joining us as well, but opening up for all of them. Uh, your feature act, he hails from Waco, Texas. Aaron is on the line. Yo, Aaron. Hey, what's going on, Jimmy? Not much. Oh, you know, I will be in Texas later this week. Me, Jenny, and Lincoln are flying down to East Texas. And me and my wife are going to try to meet you over at Papacito. Yo, that's a big deal. So let me get you on record right now. If I wear the white boots, uh, will you protect me? Uh, yeah, I may stomp on your toe once in a while. <laughs> yeah, we'll be all right. <laughs> all right, that's a spirit. Uh, listen, I, I, should, I should pay some type of protection fee, so that's fair. So you were telling Mikey yeah. you've been driving? I have, yes. This The last six days, I have gone from Waco, Texas, to Laredo, Texas, to Minneapolis, St. Paul, to Indiana, to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm 80 miles from Waco right now, going to vote. And everywhere I have been, every single place that I have stopped, I have talked to people in the airports, I've talked to people at uh, my Uber drivers, everywhere I've been, every single person, even in Minneapolis, St. Paul, has told me they're voting red. They're sick and tired of the gas prices. They're tired of the crime. They're tired of watching their cities go downhill. Yeah, It's amazing, especially being in some of the cities I've been that are notoriously solid blue. Yep. Or just everybody's completely fed up. And I just think that uh, after tonight, the uh, the Democrats and the, their blue Democrats are going to be especially blue from the paddling they're about to get. <laughs> oh, that's it's, hot. It's going to be unheard of. <sighs> I think it's going to be way more than what people realize is actually going to happen. I think, too, we're on the precipice of something historic for the same reason is that they're indifferent. They haven't really cared about, you no, know, the gas and the economy and the crime. Like, how dare they? But, Aaron, uh, here's to you and me having a victory beer and finishing this conversation on Friday. Absolutely. Hey, honorary trucker Jimmy, guys. Y'all oh, everybody listening in. I love it, my man. You're the best. I'll see you at the bar. You got drinks on Lincoln. There he goes, the great Aaron in Waco, Texas. Here comes Don Bolduc from New Hampshire when we come back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Election Day. We are stacking the deck. We've got a lot going on. Um, we will, of course, make plenty of room for your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons, the whole shebang, shaboo. 888 9910 Jean-Pierre, with a laughable defense yesterday of Joe Biden's words about coal plants being closed. Now, if you remember, okay, Joe Biden was out on the campaign trail over the weekend said coal is too expensive. He's going to shut down coal plants all over America. Here's that clip, clip 44. 
cost them too much money. They can't count. No one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it, even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of their, the existence of the plant. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. <laughs> oh, no. You suck, you jackass. Did you hear the president's words? We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. Why is that significant? One, because this man's an idiot. OK, you're two days away from the election. He's vowing to put tens of thousands of people out of jobs. In key swing states like Ohio, Michigan and Pennsylvania, who have as many coal plants as pretty much any state in the world outside of West Virginia, Biden gets out there and says, ah, we're going to be shutting these plants down all across the country. Are you stupid or something? Never mind that if you're not one of those people whose job is on the chopping block, you also hear what? More war on domestic energy production. Ergo, the prices are about to get even Higher. okay, and that's why nobody wants Biden campaigning for him, because they never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Now, Corrine Jean-Pierre, you do know what's going to come out of her mouth. okay? a lie every single time. Correct the mundo. So you just heard the Biden verbate. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across the country. Those are his words. Here is Corrine Jean-Pierre telling us the reporter's. Uh, they twisted his words. That's, that's not what he said. They twisted his words. It's clip 40. I want to say this. It was some of you were there. It was uh, it was loud and, and hard uh, to hear, I think, or <laughs> maybe not uh, exactly what uh, what uh, what was being said. But I currently don't want to get into punditry from here and, and why we did it or do it uh, or, you know, paid or do it, did it on TV. But I spoke to, to this over the weekend. The president words, we believe, were twisted. Um, and uh, we were very clear about that. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No. Okay, I just played you the president's words verbatim. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across the country. Corrine Jean-Pierre's response, we believe the president's words were twisted. Come on, don't bullshit me. Folks, we're living in the death of shame. There's a lot of moving parts to the death of shame. We're not living in the death of democracy. Democracy is going to be fine. If you're allowed to go out and vote, that means you have a democracy. You're going to be fine. Okay, no one is banning democracy. It's the worst closing message in the history of the country. If you didn't read my op-ed, you should read my op-ed. It's empowering. I went to community college. I'm playing video games in my 40s. The idea that I can have one of the top op-eds on the biggest news site in the world should inspire you to dizzying heights. Okay, it's on the Fox Across America Facebook page. You can also get it at foxnews.com. But the point I was trying to make is the Democrats are arguing on behalf of everything except what people care about. Understand, people care about the economy. It's crushing their life. People care about fuel prices, crushing their life. Joe Biden just got on the campaign trail and promised to make both of those things worse for tens of thousands of idiots, of of people, not idiots, but people. He's the idiot, to be clear. I got to get my life together over here. You must have got manure for your brains. Seriously, I'm begging on Biden. I can't get the words out today. It's not good. Okay, but understand that's why they didn't want him campaigning anywhere. Joe Biden became a huge liability. 
And when this election's over, they are going to muscle him off the stage. You can already see the beginnings of that. Here is Chuck Todd admitting that Biden's only going to blue states, and that speaks a lot about the conditions they happen to be in. Clip 34. The president's travel in the final stretch says it all about how the Democrats believe the election is going. Outside of the Philadelphia stop with Obama yesterday, President Biden has spent the final days of this campaign not in purple states, but in blue states, California, New Mexico, Illinois, and New York, where he'll be campaigning later today in suburban New York City, Westchester County. Think about that, okay? Places that are traditionally deep blue places. Yes, they need Democratic support because they're in trouble. They're in danger of losing. But you understand they're not sending Biden on the road because they really they have no there's nobody in the White House who has any idea what's about to come out of this guy's mouth. I'm Kamala Harris and I approve this message. Okay, Speaking of people who nobody wants to campaign with. You've never seen this before. You've never seen this before. I don't care if you're, you know, the country's 246 old. I don't care if you're 246 years old, the same age as Joe Biden. You've never seen this before. Okay, the incumbent party loses seats in the midterms all the time. But they never do so without people inviting the president and vice president to campaign. Why? Because traditionally the president and vice president are popular within their own party. I agree with that. I mean, there's Obama. Okay, he campaigned with everybody in the 2010 midterms because he was a new president. He was fairly popular on a personal level, but his policies were horrific. And Barack Obama broke an all time record for seats lost by a president. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Nobody's lost more. Okay, Biden might challenge that record tonight. There's a very reasonable chance he could. And if he does, it's because their message. Okay, remember Bill Clinton? I feel your pain. Okay, they don't feel your pain. They're vowing to wipe out jobs. Okay, here is the rest of the Corrine Jean Pierre exchange where she says, you know, the president's words were twisted. Okay, the reporters yelled out, How the hell were were your words twisted? It's clip 42. We've laid that down very clearly. You heard from my statement, you heard from what I just said here today. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Phil. Did you hear that? I mean, come on, man. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. It's, that's all it is. His words were twisted. That's what they're down to now. Okay, we're in a bad spot. We've got a historically unpopular president, and we've got the fact that, yes, the engine is running. There's nobody behind the wheel. Joe Biden is, for all intents and purposes, an empty vessel. And Corrine Jean-Pierre, who is, of course, a diversity hire, has no business being at that podium. And I don't mean, you know, she's not a delightful woman. I'm sure she's really super sweet and her friends love her and she's got good jokes at parties. I'm sure she's great. I don't want you to hate anybody. But the fact that they suck at their job is unacceptable. The fact that our country is in the position it's in right now is unacceptable. Okay, understand, you're not a voter. You are an employer in this country. Okay, you get to decide who we hire to represent our interest in Washington. The people we have hired in the last election have put us in a place we've never been in our lifetimes. We've had fuel crisis before. We've had, uh, you know, uh, inflation before. Okay, we've had border issues before. Okay, we've never had all of them at the same time, not on the level we have them on now. We've never had our kids denied an education, nor have we had first uh, frontline first responders fired from their jobs 
for not taking a vaccine that, oh, by the way, doesn't stop any of them from getting the virus that it's supposed to protect them against. It was a scam. The people we employ did this to us, okay? They deserve to be fired, okay? They are not Democrats that you're voting out of office. They are employees. Think of them as employees. If you hired a group of employees and they ran your business into the ground, you probably wouldn't be handing out bonuses, okay? But that's where we are. And as Kareem Jean-Pierre, oh, his words were twisted. Here's Biden the next day after saying he was going to close all the coal plants, saying there's no more drilling in the country. Clip 43. No more drilling. Yeah. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. How about that? Oh, no more drilling. I'm not for any new drilling. Those are his words. They're not my interpretation of his words. Those are his words. But that's why I'm telling you, the White House is clown town. Straight clown town. Okay, when people are willing to get in front of a microphone and tell you, oh, the words were twisted, we made it clear the words were twit. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. Listen, when they get done counting these votes a month and a half from now, it's my resolute belief that we will have thrown this party all the way out of power. They don't deserve any proximity to it ever again. Remember this as I speak to you. Okay, I'm on Fox News, and you're like, oh, he's a right-wing strongman. No, no, no. I'm a dad. I'm a little brother. I'm a son. I'm a lot of things, okay? But one of them is not an activist. I don't care who runs the country as long as they run the country well. Do you understand? Right now, our employees that we hired and sent to Washington have ruined everything, the people we have put in power. And understand this, too, just to back up my whole I'm not an activist thing. The Republicans are going to win. And when they win, I'm not going to sit here and give them a free pass for two years and then hope we've elected a Republican president and now we can get to work. No, the Republicans better get off their ass and do something because we are tired of status quo politicians in this country. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. But I do mean it. Okay, yes, people appreciated the fact that Trump was a disruptor. We couldn't vouch for his character. No one in their right mind is going to vouch for everything that comes out of his mouth. The guy throws a fastball into the third row of the stands sometimes. You have no idea where it's going to go. But the point is we liked this new business model of, hey, do it now. I don't want a committee. I don't want to get together. We're going to have a panel on that. We're going to study. We're going to counsel. No, no, no. Now. Okay, we like the idea of the government being run by a business. If you're running a business, okay, say you're in the pizza business, and somehow the cost of pizza boxes goes up 800%. And it's going to drain the bank account and make it impossible to to continue to do business. You look for a different box supplier immediately. Okay, we're in a government right now that has now problems. Two million people are crossing the border illegally right now. Fentanyl is the leading cause of adult death in this country right now. We don't want a committee. We don't want a panel. We want people that will do something. Okay, the Democrats, we employed them for two years. They did nothing. They turned this country into the college bar that doesn't check IDs. Okay, the word got out that if you got caught at the American border, you weren't going to be forced to remain in Mexico until your asylum case got heard. You were now just immediately being led into the country. Well, that word traveled, and guess what? Everybody came to this college bar that's not checking ID, and now our resources are strained. We've lost operational control of three sectors of the border, and yes, I'll say it for the millionth time, fentanyl is the leading cause of adult death in this country. It wasn't even discussed in this midterm because they were too busy selling us what? Ah, oh, threats to democracy. Here's a newsflash. I'm telling you because I care. Democrats aren't worried. 
that you won't be able to vote ever again. Democrats are worried that you will be able to vote, and that's the problem. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. You know, folks, in the movie Donnie Brasco, there's an explanation where he says, you know, if I identify this guy as a friend of mine, he's just like a local knock-around guy, no big deal. But if I say he's a friend of ours, he's a made guy, you treat him with respect. Well, joining us now on the show, a man who is very much a friend of ours here at Fox News. He is a retired NYPD inspector. The great Paul Morrow returns to the show. Yo, Paul. Jimmy, how are you? It was nice. Nice hanging out in the green room yesterday. That was a nice touch on America's Newsroom. That wasn't me, Jimmy. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I walked into that. I deny. One. I deny. <laughs> Cannot confirm. Oh, you actually, you, you flat out categorically deny. Well, let me ask you this then, because you kind of dealt me into this, crime being the specialty here. Uh, the Clintons, of all people, with 24-hour Secret Service protection, were trotted out this week to make a closing argument for Kathy Hochul that we're all in denial when it comes to crime. What am I missing yeah. here? Astounding, right? Yeah. From uh, They descend from their compound in Chappaqua, mm-hmm. replete with a posse of gun carriers to tell us all that we are overreacting. Astounding. So, look, this is obviously why I think uh, – whether it's going to be a red wave or not, obviously, yeah. is up in the air. Nobody knows. And mm-hmm. a lot of it may not be decided today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing is undeniable, and that is that as time has gone on here – the left, particularly the progressive wing of the left, and you got to at least put Hillary in that camp, have mm-hmm. drifted away from the concerns of common voters. They seem to think none of this is any big deal. Inflation, the border, crime, well, you know, these are all things that little people deal with in flyover country. Nobody else cares. And I think today they're going to learn that that's not the case. It's bad. Uh, I mean, do we think you gave me some of your analysis yesterday? There's a thing about Paul Morrow. The guy, the guy knows things. OK, you gave me kind of a breakdown of. The targeted approach to campaigning from a guy like Lee Zeldin. And you basically said what? He was hitting enclaves within the city that Trump actually carried. Is that kind of how you outlined it? Yeah. So, you know, um, you have to dig a little bit. You know, and there are mm-hmm. metrics for these kinds of things. But, uh, yeah, believe it or not, um, and I wouldn't have believed it, but there are a number of uh, zip codes in New York City, confines of New York City, that Donald Trump carried, and his message got through. Primarily, they're immigrant communities, which mm-hmm. is, you know, what we call in police work a clue, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> uh, the Chinatowns were the strongest for uh, Donald Trump, you know, and I'm sure there are going to be all kinds of nefarious uh, spy theories about that. But really, what it is is he managed to speak to their working class hearts. Yeah. Um, some of the neighborhoods way uptown. And so what uh, those campaigning in the city who need um, votes from uh, someplace in either New York City or New York State, Zeldin being one of them, mm-hmm. knew to target those areas. And according to what I hear, and, you know, it's well-sourced, if Zeldin can peel, peel off about 30 percent of the New York City vote, he's in wow. because he's going to carry pretty much every other area. You know, he'll nail Nassau even. He'll get Suffolk. He'll get up. You know, he won't carry some of the cities up upstate New York. But mm-hmm. other than that. If he can peel off 30, because New York is the tail that wags the New York State dog, you know, so he peels that off. He's in. 
Now, I've had this talk uh, with Zeldin, and if you're just joining us, Paul Morrow is on the line. Uh, I've had this talk with Zeldin. Let's say he takes this thing. I know he's declaring a crime emergency day one, and he's going to clean up the streets of New York. But if you were him, wouldn't you clean up Andrew Cuomo's old office first, maybe a little hand sanitizer? I think I would, too. Absolutely. You know what's amazing? Actually, you bring that up. Kathy Hockle was, at least you know, in name, Mm -hmm. part of of everything that went on yes. under the Cuomo administration. So, like, let's take the nursing home thing, for instance, right? Yep. I mean, he got hammered for that, mm-hmm. and rightly so. Why is there no blood spatter on her in regard? Because she was there. She was, she was a number two, ostensibly, mm-hmm. in the administration. Mm-hmm. And here was a major policy decision that resulted in the deaths of many thousands of loved ones relative yep. to COVID. And look, man, you know, it was a tough decision. It was an emergency situation, et cetera. But bottom line is she was there for that entire thing. And nobody's even asked her about it. And I find that astounding. That so, yeah, yeah, I hear you, Jimmy. Look, that was a very sketchy administration. He was sent packing. And uh, we'll mm-hmm. see today if his number two is as well. I mean, I, listen, it takes an awful lot for me to get out of bed and root for a Met fan. But I am pulling for a lot to get you out of bed at all. Jimmy. All right, Moro, that's enough out of you. You know what? <laughs> Ever since we declared him a maid, guys, a lot of cheap shots on the show. No, I do. I do love your analysis. And uh, we got to do like a, a postmortem after the ele- after the election's over. You know, in the Olympics, they go to the kiss and cry room and review the scores. I do know that. Right. Yes, I won't promise you a kiss, but there'll probably be a fair amount of crying if we do this again. So I'll take it. I will be around. I'm a retired guy now. I wait by the phone for you. <laughs> You're the best. All right. Happy election month, my man. I'll see you soon, Paul. Be well. Uh, there he goes, coming back with Katie Pavlich and the whole Barnyard Jamboree after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go. Here we go. Back in action. Second hour of Election Day coverage here on Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We have stacked the deck in this hour. Katie Pavlich, superstar, Fox News, multimedia sensation, will be here. We're also going to have a grown-up talk with the great Cassie Garcia, who is running for Congress in the 28th Congressional District of Texas, looking to unseat longtime Democratic incumbent Henry Cuellar. Uh, And we will, of course, get into your calls as well, uh, 888-788-9999. One zero really quickly off the tippy top. I have some analysis to distill, but I've got a guy on the line who is to be clear, his his brain is is mine. And that might not be a good sign for him. But let's get to Depot in Jackson, Mississippi. Yo, Depot. Jeremy, you think you don't come south and, and go hunting with us. Yo, uh, this is a thing. That sounds like a lot of fun, but as a New Yorker who grew up, I'm um, Italian in New York. When people take you into the woods in New York, they don't take you back out. Do you get what I'm saying? So, I have some concerns. You need to come down to Central Mississippi and do a show. Oh. But that's not why I called. Okay, give it to me. All right. Everybody talks about the Green New Deal, Jimmy, and, and I, I agree we could do better. But my problem is, as an independent, shouldn't we build an infrastructure of wind and solar panels and all these things before we go to moving to such things? Thank you. That's the problem we have right now is we can't just rip the Band-Aid off, you know, and when they tell us these things like, oh, we're transitioning and we're banning vehicles and everything in between, you're right to say we don't have the infrastructure to do it. 
So it, it makes us all suffer, Jamie. Of course, but they want you to suffer because they think that will build an appetite for green energy. That's why they say things like, "Oh, these gas prices are difficult." We know, but if you buy an electric car, but they miss the logic, which is if you don't have five bucks for gas, you don't have sixty thousand bucks for an electric car. It's like telling I your buddy, yeah, it's like you you tell your buddy who can't get a date that he should just sleep with Cindy Crawford. Okay, it's probably not an option for your buddy. You know what I'm saying? That's right. A guy like you, maybe it's an option. I mean, you got real game, but your buddy I can't vouch for is what I'm saying. <laughs> Depot, I'm going to get down there. Okay, be careful what you wish for. We have like 40 tour dates coming up this spring. Um, and, of course, we're all over the radio in Mississippi, so we have no excuse not to be there. So we'll have I'm this talk in person. Well, I appreciate that, man. You know I need all the help I can get, man. But uh, you, me, Mississippi, beer. Can you sign up for those three? Absolutely. I'm with you, Jimmy. Done deal. I'll see you soon. Great stuff, Depot. Uh, 888-788-9910. Brandon is in Wilmer, Minnesota. i got to get Brandon in as well. Yo, Brandon. What do you know, Jamie? Uh, not nothing yet. Uh, I do believe we'll know some results later tonight. But uh, most results, I believe, I believe today is the beginning of election month. Uh, but I believe you have a theory on what happens next week. Can you share it with the audience? Well, uh, I'm thinking Trump's big announcement isn't that he's going to run again. It's about who he's going to endorse. And I think he's going to endorse Ron DeSantis, of course, being that he announces his run first. Mm. But this could be done simultaneously. Okay. And Trump's just pl- Trump's just playing the audience, you know, with his Ron DeSanctimonious comments uh-huh. and all this and that. Uh-huh. I see Trump as a businessman. Okay. And I think in his mind he knows that it's not a good idea to go again, but he just knows it keeps everybody's attention on the issues, you know? Mm-hmm. So I can see him mm-hmm. endorsing DeSantis. Okay. Um, listen, I, you know, nothing would surprise me because I'll never quite understand the Trump process. Although Trump did hear what you said and he has issued a statement in response. Here it is, Brandon, and we'll talk again soon. Go home to mommy. Thank you. <laughs> go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Whoa, he's been a little harsh there, Brandon. I don't know. But uh, now Brandon's actually a brilliant guy, and I love his analysis. I don't think there's any world, any world, where Trump is announcing that he's endorsing DeSantis next week. I see why Brandon would say that because, you know, Republicans want to take back the majority. But this is where I think a lot of people don't get the level of Trump's narcissism. Okay? It is a weapons-grade level of narcissism. And Trump is uh, hes not in the you and me business. He is in the Trump business. Yes, a lot of his policies are exponentially better for the country than Joe Biden's, and that's why we're willing to tolerate the narcissism. That's why we were willing to tolerate the tweets. We don't care. We're not electing a preacher. We're electing a president. And yes, we need a disruptor. We liked the idea that he was Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack, that he went into Washington, into the elite country club and made fun of people and read them their truth. We loved that version of Trump where he was just walking around Congress looking at people like, there's a slob, there's a real slob. You know, <laughs> we enjoyed that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think the idea of watching this election, watching all of these events, watching all of this adulation thrown at politicians, I actually think it lit the fire in Trump uh, probably a little bit sooner than would even be good for him. Because understand, if Trump announces next week that he's running, uh, that means the campaign has begun. The presidential election of 2024 has begun in November of 2022. That means you have a full two years 
of Trump in the media every day in another, you know, fist fight with the media, sucking all the oxygen out of the news cycle. This could be a problem. I think it's a horrible idea. I don't actually want to see it happen. You want to know why? Because with Trump off the stage, he has given the Democrats all the rope in the world to hang themselves in this election. If Trump was still on Twitter and the entirety of the news cycle every day was in, uh, devoted to who he called a slob or which Saturday Night Live actor he said was a loser, you know, that's what we'd be talking about. Instead, we've talked about inflation. Instead, we've talked about the border. Instead, we've talked about fuel prices. Trump being off Twitter was literally the worst thing that could ever happen to the Democratic Party. Because he was giving them cover for all of their bad ideas. Everything the Democrats are running on, that happens to be radical at this point, okay, is something they have believed for two or three years. We're just talking about it now more. Okay, CRT, critical race theory, was happening under Trump, but we weren't talking about it because we were too busy accusing Trump of being in the Klan. Okay, the woke left saying there were no biological differences between men and women. Not even close! But they believed that two years ago. They just started to get more attention for it now because Trump was out of the way. Now, I'm not telling you Trump shouldn't run. I'm just telling you the idea of Trump running right now takes a lot of attention off of the issues. Okay, Glenn Youngkin won the governorship in Virginia, a state that Biden carried by over 12 points in 2020. Glenn Youngkin won that state without ever saying Trump's name once, didn't campaign with him. Didn't get out there and touted endorsement. He just ran on substantive issues that were very particular to the voters. And that's why Republicans are poised to win right now. Van Jones is yelling and screaming uh, over on the Democratic side of this that they're a bunch of idiots for making their platform about January 6th, that the Democrats had a terrible closing argument. And he's right to say that because none of the Republicans are running on January 6th. That's what the Democrats are accusing them of doing. But what the Republicans are actually doing is voting and running on kitchen table issues. Stuff's expensive. You can't put gas in the car. You don't feel safe going to the store. Here's the clip. It's clip 10. I think there was this kind of fool's gold, this idea that you know, the threat to democracy is so severe in the wake of this insurrection, in the wake of these election deniers possibly grabbing control of the government, that that was something that you had to talk about. But you also had to talk about the economy. I think the tragedy here is that uh, the Democrats have something to say on the economy, but we didn't focus enough firepower on that issue. And I think it's going to potentially cost us. I mean, basically what he's saying to the Democratic Party is. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. You're doing it all wrong. All of it. Okay. nobody, nobody. Inflation's at a 40 year high. The border's wide open. They can't afford gas. Okay, the kids are all screwed up from not being in a classroom for two years in some instances. Okay, and I bring that up because let's pivot to Gretchen Whitmer for a second. But the point is, is Democrats have ruined lives around this country. Okay, you can't really sell people a doomsday scenario about threats to democracy if your own policies have created a real time doomsday scenario. I mean, think about it. The Democrats are reaching out to people saying, oh, you know, I know you can't pay for stuff and you're scared to walk the streets at night. But if you don't vote for us, things are going to get bad. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Hey, idiots, it's already bad. One of the reasons it's bad is we have a lot of woke jackasses on the left that are trying to placate a lot of this culture war nonsense. Here is Gretchen Whitmer telling us we must reduce costs for people who have periods. What would you do with a brain if you had one? I believe the word she's looking for is women. But here she is. Take it away, Gretchen. Clip 20. 
Bipartisan tax cut will help reduce the economic burden of the cost of menstrual products, especially for lower-income Michiganders. Saving people with a period from paying taxes and up to $4,800 in spending over the course of their lifetime. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. Saving people who have periods. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. Folks, are you ready for it? And I listen. I don't mean to give you the cheat code here in life, uh, but there's only one. There's only one type of person who has a period. They are called women. Women. Women have periods. This idea, okay, that the trans movement is supposed to, you know, erase women. Okay, we're not anti-trans. We're pro-women. Okay, when we argue about biological men competing in women's sports, we're not against people who transition. We're not saying we hate them. We're not saying how dare you. We're saying this isn't fair to women. Okay, for all the talk on the left about cultural appropriation, how is it not gender appropriation to just say, well, it's, you know, starting tomorrow, I'm a woman now, and uh, you've just got to respect that. And again, don't go out and declare that to the world or Biden's going to give you a cabinet position. Then you're going to have to do all kinds of work you weren't dying to do. But the point is, all of this gender ideology stuff, all of this woke stuff. Everything woke turns to Here is AOC. AOC, who is doing one of her Instagram lives. That's what she does. She's a celebrity macaroni and cheese chef. She is a low IQ TikToker who happens to serve in Congress. So she's reading the comments on her Instagram live. And somebody points out that she doesn't have her pronouns in the bio, which is a big no-no on the woke left. Dun-dun-da! Here it is, clip 10. Oh, excuse me, 19. Oh, I'm sorry about that. They used to be on there. Let me go in and check and see if I can add them. Sorry about that. They used to be there. I guess they fell off, but I'll put them on right now. <laughs> sorry, my pronouns fell off. I'll put them back on right now. <laughs> No, she just didn't have them there, okay? Because the problem with being woke, as our brilliant engineer Josh said earlier, is you can never be woke enough. There's always going to be something for people to be offended by. But nothing, nothing offends, okay, these gender warriors more than biology. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Someone tell that to the congresswoman from New York.
Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Election Day is upon us. Katie Pavlich in the on-deck circle. But right now, i got to play a quick clip from The View. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 So if you remember, Sonny Hostin last week said that white women who vote Republican are like roaches voting for raid. What the hell did you just say? Not even an original comment, but here it is. It is clip 31. What's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um, I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, it's I think like that's they're that's voting, that's, no, it's insulting they're voting to the against, voter. They're we, we, voting no, against no. their own self-interest. Do they want to live in Gilead? Okay, do so do we want it in the hands Do we love democracy or not? Because just saying that it's, it's insulting to the voter. People make up decisions on what's right for their family. I mean, come on. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. But that's what she said. Not even an original line. It's an old John Leguizamo joke. John Leguizamo said this about Latinos voting for Trump. It's like roaches voting for raid. Here's that clip, clip 32. Trump is doing rather well with young Latino men because of the machismo factor. Mm. And, well, I see you're shaking your head. Is, that, is it bad to I say? I mean, people for Republicans are like roaches for raid. Let's just get real. So mm. I, I just feel like there's a level of, of self-hate or just lack of care for the rest of your Latin brothers and sisters who are in cages. Mm. You suck! Oh, they're in cages, are they? Because the amount of people put in those air quote cages under Joe Biden is literally 200 times the size of what it was under Trump. John Leguizamo is a jackass. He doesn't know anything. Okay, there's a reason Latinos have switched by over 40 points to the Republican Party. It's because here's a newsflash for you. Latinos prioritize the same stuff as everybody else. They want to get inflation under control. They want to lower crime. They want to put gas in their car. Here's the thing. Stop looking at them as Latino Americans and just start looking at them as Americans. Anyway. The View boiled over today in regard to Sonny Hostin's comment about cockroaches. Here's that hullabaloo, clip 30. Last week you that. called white Republican women cockroaches. Actually, I didn't. And no, you no, said they're no, acting no, like cockroaches. I, I used in a similar that rhetoric. Let me, let me answer that. Okay. Okay. I used to that's 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 Here's what I'm going to ask you all to do. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to tone it down a bit because yeah. I can't hear anything. Yeah. Let no me one respond. can hear what's being she saying. She just said I called white women roaches. Go ahead and respond. Which my mother's a white woman. So I wouldn't say that. Go ahead and respond. Second of all, what I used was a metaphor, really more in a simile. A simile. And I said, white women Republicans, I just read a poll that the suburbans are now voting Republican. That is like roaches voting for raid. Now, by the way, that wasn't my joke. Let me finish. That wasn't my joke. That was John Leguizamo's joke. It's a joke that I've used on this show a few weeks ago. Let me finish. Referring to Latinos. 
and no one had anything to say about it. Sec the last thing I'll say is I continued by saying, do they want to be in Gilead? Do they want to lose their rights? They're Sonny, voting against their point. first I'm interest. I'm trying to make you consider so you are, you you are actually no, I want you to twisting what I said. No, no, that is what you said. What you said is it's like roaches, don't say, right? Don't say that, that, that I but do you understand white women roaches all right, because I did. So if you keep in score at home, Sonny Hostin is not only a racist, but she's also a joke thief. Oh, I feel better now. That clears it all up, Sonny. Get her out. Get her out of here. She is out of here. Katie Pavlich in here when we come back. If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway... Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica. And I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. Oh, the Bidenica flying off shelves because people are going to be up all night. Tonight is Election Day. And joining us now on the show, a multimedia superstar here at Fox <laughs> News. But like myself, she'll probably be watching MSNBC tonight. Oh, just for the entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Katie Pavlich is here. <laughs> is anything this is better? This great in studio. Yeah, we've never done this before. This is fantastic. That's I got to say, I did look at the White House schedule today, and Joe Biden has no public events. He so called a little That intro was perfect. He took Bidenica. He did. He took at it. At 1120. On election day. Uh, yeah. And they're not even supposed to come out tomorrow right now, like, and have a traditional. Oh, no. Oh, no. He wants going no... to. You didn't come out of the basement for the, the last election. <laughs> Why would he come out for this election? Well, I mean, tom come on. tomorrow they're packing a U-Haul. Exactly. Because they're going to lose and the knives will be out and they'll chase him out of there. Well, one of the big things uh, we've been talking about all day so far, KP, and I know you've been all over the TV, is this was, I think, the worst closing argument in history. Yeah. Which well, is vote for us or we'll never vote again. Yeah. The. Uh, we will never have another election. Uh, <laughs> if you vote for Republicans, you are voting. If you literally vote, yeah. like exercise democracy, yeah. you are voting to end democracy. Um, and, you know, politicians are constantly obsessed with polls. Yeah. And yet they have ignored every single poll on this election for the past really six months. Uh, democracy was not at the top of the list <laughs> Ever. at all for never. the past six months. And given all the political capital they've dumped into this, you know, Fox News actually did a poll in June. Mm -hmm. June. And they asked, which party is better at preserving democracy? Uh -huh. And Republicans won by a point. Could you imagine? So it's one point. But <laughs> given the J6 committee and all the stuff that they poured in with the political capital on this issue, the fact that they were losing that by a point is says a lot about their priorities. So true. And you know what else it says a lot about really quickly is like the ineptitude of political strategists on the left? Because you know they spend a lot of money. 
to come up with Mega Maga, Mac to Arctic Blast. There were a lot of MAGAs. Yeah, well, it proves that it's not about, you know, being a good politician and Mm -hmm. strategy. It's about Mm -hmm. ideology. Yeah. And right now, the far left is running the Democratic Party not on accomplishment or on strategy, but based on this ideology that really is kind of an academic application of Uh how they think things should go. And it's totally opposite of reality i mean reality is just hitting them so hard at every corner whether Uh it's the economy or what people actually care about Mm -hmm. uh they just try to act like reality doesn't exist and it's it's today is going to be it's going to show (laughs) that people care a lot about reality out there in the country and they're voting on reality not on academic practice of democracy yeah there is this part of me okay because we work at fox and we love these gigs uh, and we're very grateful for them. That obviously wants us to win this ratings war. But, <laughs> but I, I really am kind of also rooting for the country, though, to watch what's going to go on on those other channels because there's a heavy comeuppance. Now, let me run some proposition bets by you before we get out. I was just in Vegas, as you know. Mm-hmm. The over-under on the word fascism tonight on MSNBC is 91 times. <laughs> Do you think they will break fascism 91 times? Oh, yeah. Joy Reid over-under uh, white supremacy is 44. Will she say white supremacy more than 44? I don't think – I think I'll take the under on that. Really? I'll take the under on that one. Why do you think she has another side word she's going to get to? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, maybe. <laughs> I think 44 is a lot. Well, less for Joy Reid? I don't know, man. It's a mess over there. Uh, Katie Pavich is in studio if you're just joining us. I wanted to get to Arizona, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't let my gambling habit get in the way of your good reporting. <laughs> we don't need to do this. So it's Maricopa County where they're having a machine issue? What is it? Yeah. So currently Maricopa County, 20%, 20% of the machines are misreading or not operating. So this morning, this started immediately when the polls opened. Um, you would think that they would have tested the machines. I'm not sure if they did that, but they are not working. Now, you may be wondering, how is this possible? Uh, Katie Hobbs, who is running for governor against Carrie Lake, actually is the Secretary of State of Arizona, which, A, A, is a conflict of interest. She's been asked by both a Democrat, former uh, Secretary of State in Arizona, and a Republican to recuse herself just because, given the environment we're in with elections and people questioning and and having legitimate questions about what's going on, especially what's happening today, um, she should recuse herself from that job. Absolutely. Also, she was asked to recuse herself because she is campaigning and cannot focus on executing an election properly. Well, that is happening as we speak in the past six months with um she's only visited her office 18 times so you know while the the woman who is supposed to be running the election has been on the campaign trail now the election is falling apart and uh there are all kinds of questions now about how long it's going to take and ballots being delivered from a lockbox at the precinct down to the big room where they're going to count everything later and whether that is you know if you already voted but your ballot was misread whether that will count or you get a new ballot so there's all kinds of problems uh in maricopa county on the heels of major questions uh, in that county, the the, the recount um, mm-hmm. and the audit there on the twenty twenty election, so it's very frustrating. Yeah, when you want you want elections to be run properly, so that we don't have to go down this road of mm-hmm. credibility. Yeah, and the polls aren't closed yet, and we're already there. Well, it's fascinating. Um, you got John Fetterman in Pennsylvania is suing. To yeah. get undated ballots counted. Like he if wants were, illegal ballots counted. That's about, what that is. Think about elections like the Olympics, folks. Okay. If one country was fighting this hard to ban drug testing, 
because that's essentially what the Democrats are doing. Yeah. Can't have voter ID. Right. You can't have dated right. ballots. You would just assume they were taking some interesting Flintstone vitamins over in that country's locker room, yeah. no? Yeah, and it's almost like they're just trying to gum up the, the system so they have time to work out this narrative of, oh, well, the votes won't be counted on Election Day. You had the act- acting secretary of state in Pennsylvania saying that. You have the White House saying that now. Yeah. The Supreme Court in Pennsylvania has already ruled mm-hmm. that undated ballots are not – available to be counted. And they, they are be. They are illegal ballots. Yeah. And yet you have the Fetterman campaign, which really says a lot about where they think they are in this race. We'll see what happens tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, going in there with Mark Elias, who oh. is a scumbag, who is, <laughs> who, talk about election meddling and election rigging. Yeah. He spent his entire career doing that. He was behind the Clinton dossier, uh, mm-hmm. for example. Uh, even the mainstream media has questioned his credibility, and mm-hmm. yet they call him in at the last minute to try and get this thing over the finish line for him by trying to get the courts to count ballots that the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania have already said are ineligible. This is insane. So we're, we're basically looking at election month again, though, is what they're what they're gunning for. <laughs> Apparently, you know, and their excuse is, well, we have lots of mail-in ballots and therefore it takes us longer to count them. Well, but, maybe that's a problem. Maybe yeah. you should change the system so you can either count all of the mail-in ballots mm-hmm. on election day mm-hmm. or you have fewer mail-in ballots so you can count all, count all the election, all the ballots on election day. Imagine I mean, that. it should be a day, not weeks and weeks and weeks. No, it's absurd. They're now handing out stickers at the polls that say, I waited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't well, vote. it's funny because we hear all the time from people like Stacey Abrams that, mm. you know, having long waiting times is is a poll tax. Essentially. Yes. OK, well, how is it that having long waiting times for people's votes to be counted to have actual results in better? a timely manner is not the same thing? No, of course. And that's where this whole closing argument, though, I think was just so stupid. Yeah, it's like you're arguing voter suppression in the face of the highest early voting turnout in the history of the country. Well, the reality is that Republicans under their standards Mm -hmm. save democracy. Republicans, by passing new voter integrity legislation in places like Georgia, Mm -hmm. allowed for more early voting days and allowed for record turnout that they haven't ever seen in a midterm election. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it were Democrats who had passed that kind of legislation, they would be celebrated as saving democracy. Oh, of course. But yet Stacey Abrams in the White House are still claiming that just because there is record voter t- turnout, especially among minorities, that mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that voter suppression doesn't exist. It's, it's I, I mean, it just really is we're li- amazing. We're living in the concept. death of yeah, the death of shame. Like people right. are actually. I do love your death of shame. It's uh, a thing. Anal- yeah, your your theory. It's I think true. it's too heavy for a lot of people because you don't want to admit you're surrounded by that many sociopaths. But that's what's going on. Yeah. When people look you in the face. Yeah. Well, we know that you have a little bit of the death of shame, just given some of your wardrobe. Whoa, Katie Pavlich, hold on. <laughs> get her out. Get her out of here. We don't, I don't have to take that. Did but you, even... you still have some. Shots fired. So though. it's good. I did not see that. That was a coup attempt by the general in the in the Fela family fashion mafia. <laughs> just it's, train... only for your, it's just for your own good. All right. Okay, listen, I'll we gotta stay the, on track. We gotta get awards and stuff. I'll we take can't the, like get I'll off the I'll take the, the tough path. love. I'll yeah. take the tough it's, love. It's, it's some you know fair criticism that's only constructive. <laughs> well, since you segued into fashion, because I wanted to bring this up, <laughs> do you realize that after tonight, Beto O'Rourke oh. and his campaign clothing yeah. will have outfitted entire third world nations? <laughs> okay, you've had Beto for Senate. You've had yeah. Beto for president. Right. You've had Beto for governor. All of that on its way down to Honduras as we speak. Has anyone done more <laughs> to warm the winters of third world nations than Beto O'Rourke? You know, I it's like he just keeps running for things. And it's like <laughs> if he ran for, a, you know, mayor of Austin, maybe. Yes. Like there are places in Texas he uh, maybe could win. Yeah. 
But he doesn't. Like you said, he just <laughs> keeps running for these things. And it's just like a death of shame. Like you death can lose all of these elections and still go out there and act like you have any credibility or any standing at all to continue to it's, do these things. I mean, is it? shouldn't there be someone else? <laughs> I mean, really? There's no one else in Texas? Listen. Like I'm, someone who has a real Hispanic name, not a fake yeah. Hispanic name like Beto? <laughs> Well, listen, again, I'm with you in theory, but when you think of the clothing needs that have been met on behalf of this man, I mean, when he comes back again and I don't know what it, maybe he'll try to go back to Congress a second time or something. There's a lot of clothing to be sold. Uh, Katie Pavich, I know we're going to see you all over the TV tonight. Hopefully that's the plan. No, no, you you got this girlfriend and you you look like a million bucks. I like the power suit. I'm not going to take any shots at your wardrobe. Well, not today. I'm going to be the change I want to see in the world. I did. I no idea what I was getting into. I had to tone it down a little bit for tonight. No, but it got to be professional. That, well, I was going to ask you this because I was talking to Manny in wardrobe, okay, uh-huh. who would appreciate the, sa- the shout out on the show. Oh, we were just buying <laughs> Manny. He's always got to yell at me to stop eating and stuff. He's the guy. He's the guy that put the cattle prod around my neck. So whenever I go downstairs to the second floor cafe, I get I'm like, "Ow, oh, Manny, please stop." To do, but he was talking about how you know Election Day is the Super Bowl of fashion. You know, is it? Well, it, it, well, it really is because yeah. it's such a big day and That's it's such true. big viewership. Yeah. But we all just want to throw on red, white, and blue and get out the door. <laughs> and so it's like the guy's life is a nightmare right yeah. now because they got to mix in other color schemes. But yeah. There's, there's, and, and you have to make sure that everybody has their own color. There's not a lot of overlap. Twinning is not winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I, I had to be very careful about the kind of shoes that we bought. No, oh, you're not wearing the leopard <laughs> I don't have the boots anything? on. No leopard print today. Uh, uh, Katie Pavlich, toner, doing some adulting. Yeah. Lots of adulting. She'll be all over the news, but she's out of here. Uh, but we'll always have this. Thanks, Happy Election Jimmy. Day, pal. Great to see you. There she see goes. We're back after this. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I am not the best dressed man in Congress. I'd never even run for Congress. I couldn't pass the background check. But joining us now is a gentleman who has... And uh, it is his declaration that after today, he will officially be the best-dressed man in Congress. Uh, From the 38th Congressional (laughs) District of Texas, Wesley Hunt is running hot. Hey, man. How are you doing, sir? Thank you all for having me on again. You are right. I will be the best-dressed man in Congress for sure. Is that that true? Are you actually calling me from, like, a Brooks Brothers right now? Is that what's happening? (laughs) Next time, for sure. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm actually getting ready to vote. Uh, A good buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Got a military Humvee. We got an American flag. We're driving around, uh, visiting a bunch of places, visiting a bunch of polling areas, making a bunch of stops. And I think we're going to have a very good day today. Wow, that is amazing, man. And I'm always so fascinated about this idea. Like, you're an Army combat veteran, yet the left yes, tries to characterize everyone running as like some kind of an extremist. Isn't it like kind of weird? <laughs> It's absolutely insane, and, and not just me, but there's a bunch of us running across the country, a bunch of minorities, a bunch of veterans that are all running under the conservative banner. We are very proud to do that, and we are proof in this country that no, conservatism is not extremism. It's just people that want good governance for our country and for our local communities. It's so weird because, like, everyone is running on the right on the most kitchen table issues you've ever heard of. It's like crime, inflation, the border. Get the kids back to school. Like, it's really not that far out there. And yet here we are. Um, Let me ask you this, though. Knowing all that we know, you're riding around in your fancy Humvee. It's Election Day and everybody's all excited. Um, Is there a plan? Is there a day one move for a guy like Wesley Hunt in Washington? Or are you just going to strut your wardrobe for a few weeks to lay down the law? 
Well, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Not only will I sort my wardrobe, mm. I will also I will also be defending the oil and gas industry that is the very heart and soul of Houston, Texas. The entire energy corridor is in my district, and I want to make sure that we start telling the truth about fossil fuels, the oil and gas industry, and how we could not lift ourselves but lift other countries out of poverty by unleashing American energy and unleashing American LNG. It's fascinating. We're talking to Wesley Hunt, uh, superstar candidate for the 38th Congressional District of Texas. Uh, it's fascinating that Biden's closing message is the opposite of everything you just said. He's like, we're going to close all the coal plants. We're going to stop drilling. It's like, how much did you guys pay to get that into his teleprompter? Everything. I don't, I'm, I'm surprised that guy can even read, read the teleprompter. <laughs> it's a big font. Well, we it's are, a big font. We, are, we, we know that the only thing we have to do is basically do the opposite that he's doing. Not only is it election day, it's also opposite day. Whatever Joe Biden says, we do the opposite, and we're going to be in much better shape. And, the, and the, right now, the ball is really low. We have very low-hanging fruit. You bring up a very good point in terms of just inflation and crime and the border and our energy crisis that we have done to ourselves. It's very easy for us to run on these things. The American public is watching us very closely, and I think we want our country back. And we're going to have an excellent day today because we are running on things that matter to everyday Americans. There you go, Wesley Hunt. And you're feeling good because your Astros just won the World Series. I got an Astros World Series hat on as we speak. I was there, sir. I was at the game. I was on the field afterwards. It was glorious. And we'll see you all next year, too. How about that? Oh, that's big talk, Hunt. Well, let me just say this. Because Ted, Ted Cruz has been on this show a bunch. Is it true that you're the guy who threw the beer at Cruz? I wouldn't dare do such things. Do you know I'm going to be Ted Cruz's congressman? No, I'm I've aware. Already told him, mm-hmm. don't, I've already told him, if this pothole is in front of your house, don't call me. I'm only <laughs> going to call you next because you outrank me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know anything about Ted Cruz, his biggest disappointment is that he couldn't catch it and chug it. That's really what he was know, concerned. Right? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he caught it, he would have chugged it. I mean, that's Ted Cruz, but I think that's hilarious. Well, listen, man, we're, fi- we're fired up for this, um, and we're excited to see all the new duds that you bring to the, to the Capitol. Uh, just finish up strong today in that Humvee of yours. We will. But, but um, we I'm, will. I'm genuinely excited for you, buddy, because I can tell you this, and all the people I get to interview uh, in the run-up to these elections and stuff, I happen to be you know, a former New York City cab driver with a good gauge of who cares. I can read people really well, and I, I legitimately yeah. talk to you and believe you care. I don't know that it'll last two or three years, but if you could just give us one solid year, we'd appreciate it. Uh, done. And I love this country. I'm willing to die for this country. It's why I'm choosing to serve to serve again. This country is the greatest country in the entire world. I'm proud to be a part of it. And I am so proud and honored to be the first congressman in Congressional District 38 right here in the heart of Houston. And I think it's amazing. The studio audience stood and cheered. I hope you can hear them in the men's warehouse where you're trying on sport <laughs> coats. Be, awesome. be good, Wesley. You're the man. I'll see you soon, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Thank there you there so he much. goes. The great Wesley Hunt, who very well could be the first. It's a brand new district. He could be the first congressman from the 38th Congressional District of Texas, and he will do it in high style. Those are his words, not even mine. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. As we get ready for our number three of a special election day episode of the High Flying 
Death Defiant, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Caroline Levin is going to be here. She is, of course, a superstar congressional candidate up in New Hampshire. She spent her primary day with us on this show and won the dang primary. So they're going back to the well, hoping the Fox Across America bounce can get them over the hump a second time. We'll be here to do what we can at 888-788-9910. You know the rules on this show. They're the same every day. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. Just don't be a Just don't be Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is full of So here we go. Okay, election day is here. Early voting in this country set an all-time record. Okay, in the state of Georgia alone, where we were told that their voter ID laws were Jim Crow on steroids. Okay, they have gotten over two million early votes, more voting prior to the election than at any time in the 246 year history of this country. Stacey Abrams still still right now says that voter suppression is still going on. What a loser. Okay, and why is she doing this? I just want you to understand. Okay, she's doing this because her whole existence is predicated on saying elections were stolen from her. That's what she did when she ran in 2018. That's what she wants to do here today. She wants to lose by enough that she can continue to get rich by running around saying the election was stolen. They disenfranchised black people. We've got voter suppression. We're living in the Jim Crow era. And then passes around the collection plate and says, please give us money. That's the whole Stacey Abrams grift. They stole it in 2018. I'm the legitimate governor. We got to stop this. Please give us money. And now she's doing it now. Oh, the voter ID laws. It's Jim Crow on steroids. Please give us money. Okay, now election day is here. And she's flat out saying that Brian Kemp and the Secretary of State Brad Raffsenberger have outsourced voter, okay, purging to white supremacists. Shut up! Will you shut up? Here it is, clip 15. Brian Kemp and Brad Raffsenberger outsourced voter purging. That's what they did. They franchised it to white supremacist groups and to hard right wing groups to give them the opportunity to do what they no longer can do because of the lawsuits that they faced from my organizations and others regarding their voter purging practices. What we know is that in the state of Georgia, Brian Kemp and Brad Raffsenberger are hard at work denying access to the right to vote. That was embarrassing. I mean, seriously, I'll say it again. That was embarrassing. Okay, Brian Kemp and Brad Raffsenberger are out actively denying people the right to vote? Yo, again, if people were being disenfranchised, if people were being suppressed, I'd be screaming and yelling. That's your right as an American. Does Stacey Abrams, okay, in the history of this grift, she makes so much money on the buffet circuit, so much money, out there one buffet speech at a time. They stole it, girl. They stole it from... Please give us money. And that's the grift, okay, Has one person, one person, one person been brought forth since this charade began who was legally registered to vote and was denied the right? The answer would be no. Has one person been brought forth, legally registered to vote, but was purged from the voting rolls? The answer would be no. Yet Stacey Abrams is still out there right now on Election Day saying they're purging against white supremacists. Put up! Or shut up. She won't put up. She won't shut up. But we're living in the death of shame. Like Stacey Abrams, an actual sociopath. 
Okay, we just broke the early voting turnout in her state, and she's telling us, oh, they're holding people back. Here she is talking about the law. It's clip 16. The one thing that Brian Kemp is extraordinary at, he has been exceptional at it, and that is attacking our freedoms. He has attacked our freedom to vote. That's why a 1,000 voters in Cobb County did not get their absentee ballots because of Brian Kemp's law. What? That's why more than 65,000 voters had their right to vote challenged this year alone because of Brian Kemp's law. And that's why tomorrow in 82-degree heat, if you've got to stand in line for more than two hours, I hope you brought your water bottle because Brian Kemp has made it illegal for someone to give you a cup of water. That was absolutely dreadful. Not to mention that she wasn't telling the truth. Okay, I want you to understand this. Brian Kemp's voter law. Oh, people can't give you a cup of water. Okay, that's not true. What that voter law did ban, I want to be very clear, is that individual campaigns cannot give voters anything. Whether it's water, whether it's a hat, whether it's a $5 bill, whether it's a Jolly Rancher. Why can't they do that? Because it's viewed as electioneering. That's true. That is true. Okay, you're in line to vote. Someone from a campaign comes out and says, hey, here's something you'd like. Okay, that might make you a little more inclined to vote for them. So for that reason, they haven't banned water. Do we have a single solitary episode of a person dying of hydration on a voting line? The answer would be no. No. Do we have a single example of someone trying to drink water and having it smacked out of their hands? The answer would be no. Understand that at these polling places that she's referring to, they still give out water. Okay? You know who gives them out? The actual poll workers. The volunteers unaffiliated with either campaign. Oh, Dude, we're living in the death of shame where these people who are rich, they have security details, and they do not care what happens when they leave the room. Light a match, walk away. Okay, she's literally telling you white supremacist groups have been hired by the government. They've been outsourced. Well, we've got all these lawsuits, so Cam can't purge you from the rolls. The white supremacists are purging you. Where is the where is this? Where is this white supremacist group? Where is this procedure where you just go to some website and you're like, I'm a white supremacist. Uh, can you just point me to which state will help me disenfranchise the voters? The point is, it's not going on. But when you gin people up, again, we live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. If you make them emotionally believe that their right to vote is under attack, some people buy in. They absolutely buy in. Oh, they're out to get me. Okay, but that's not the issue for Stacey Abrams. The issue was never that people weren't allowed to vote. The issue was always that they were. That's why she's losing right now. She's in a really desperate spot because she's got to be able to claim this was a stolen election. And understand, that doesn't even mean it needs to be close. For all the yelling and screaming about Trump in Georgia, Trump saying they stole the state of Georgia from him, okay? And the Democrats are like, that's treason. You can't do it. What do you mean? Okay, Stacey Abrams in 2018 lost the state of Georgia by five times as many votes as Donald Trump did and still claimed she won. This is not a concession speech. We were disenfranchised. People were suppressed. White supremacy. Folks, we are so far, far, far past race in this country. Nobody cares. Okay, if you're listening right now and, you know, 
you live in a very sheltered environment and you haven't actually gotten a chance to leave wherever you happen to reside and see just how integrated the world is, nobody cares. We're so far past race. Do you want to know why? Because we're a fully integrated society and we now realize we're all the same. We all want the same things, okay? People want to make money, okay? People want to be able to afford to put gas in the car. They want to keep their family safe. They want to be able to put food on the table. They want to laugh. They want to watch shows they like. They want to travel. They want to go to the ball game, okay? They want to get a decent night's sleep once in a while. They want to live their life with a little bit of dignity. And at the end of the day, when the lights go down, they'd love to get a little something-something in the bedroom. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. Okay, we're just all the same. Okay, racism did exist for a long time in this country because it's a byproduct of ignorance. People fear and people hate things they don't understand. As we got integrated, we realized we're just people, okay? Only the Democrats treat us like white people and black people and Asian people and Latino people, okay? But most people in this day and age just treat us as people, unless they're folks like Stacey Abrams who get rich by treating us like something else. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. But if you want to know the truth, if you want to talk about voter suppression, right now in Maricopa County— In Arizona, okay, where Katie Hobbs happens to be overseeing her own election, 20% of the voting machines have gone down and can't tabulate a vote. Okay, think about that for a second. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem. At a time when we're all having a tough time buying into the integrity of elections, we got people like Stacey Abrams saying they're purging the rolls. We got people like Joe Biden saying they're going to ban them all together. It sounds an awful lot like an exercise in projection as they've literally stopped the vote count in Arizona. As John Fetterman in Pennsylvania is literally suing to have undated ballots counted. It sounds an awful lot like the Democrats are accusing you of exactly what they're doing. He knows what he's talking about. Not done counting on election day. More mail and votes are on the way. Looks like the Dems are screwed, Dems are screwed, but they'll say. Must keep counting on election day. with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is election day. We spoke with this last guest, this next guest anyway, on primary day when she won her primary up in New Hampshire. Today she just finished voting for herself with a cup of coffee in her hand. I believe it was coffee. Joining us now to confirm New Hampshire's first congressional district candidate from the GOP, Caroline Levitt is on the show. Hey, girl. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? I'm pumped up for you, but can we confirm? Because I saw that awesome video of you voting and high-fiving the fans and crowd surfing. Uh, Are you drinking coffee at that hour, or are you on to stronger stuff? (laughs) 
Coffee is all we have these days. Uh, I run on caffeine. Coffee's good. I drink those Celsius energy drinks. Huge fan of those, and that's what I've been running on these days. Boom. I dig it. Well, you know how they say, like, every artist has a process. I'm always fascinated to know people's process. So really quick, before we get into nuts and bolts stuff, I just have to know this for my own selfish interest. Are you, like, a coffee, milk, and sugar? Are you drinking it black? Are you that impossible person who wants one and a half pumps of soy and three and a half pumps of goat? Like, how does it go down for Caroline Levitt? Uh, I'm I am straight black coffee. Caffeine pumped right into my veins. That's how I like it. It doesn't matter where I get it. It's always black, whether it's Dunkin's or Starbucks. I'm a Dunkin' girl being up here in New England. But I must say, I do like a flavor every now and then. A little pumpkin spice, a little vanilla. It depends on the day, but always black. No cream, no sugar. Wow, you just got a fist pump from my producer, who's also like a man of the black coffee tribe. Like a standing O. Honestly, for all the comments you've made on this show, I've never, you don't even get a reaction out of the control room because they're usually like shooting dice and, you know, watching dirty movies. But you got a big reaction for the for the coffee. So there you go, Levitt. Um, I need it. The interview's over. I'm good. (laughs) You're out of here. Really quick, let me throw this one at you. Um, Up in New Hampshire, and this is something I've highlighted a lot, I know you've run into it a lot at your town halls. People around the country don't get how the border, is affecting New Hampshire and how the border is such a primal issue in your race, is it not? I'd be happy to tell them how it's yeah. impacting New Hampshire Thank because you. it absolutely is. First of all, every state in this country is a border state. I don't care if you're way up here in New Hampshire or you're down in Arizona. Uh, we, no, First of all, we uh, have a border. We share a border with the with Canada. So we have a northern border. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our northern border personnel, nobody talks about this, I do, have been relocated to the southern border to clean up the mess of Joe Biden at the U.S.-Mexico border. So now our northern border with Canada, where there is drug trafficking for sure and human trafficking, it doesn't get as much press attention, but it happens, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now wildly understaffed at our northern border with Canada. And so that's having an impact on our personnel here in the state. And the greatest impact we're seeing, though, is with the fentanyl. We've been grappling with this crisis for a decade now, the fentanyl and opioid crisis in New Hampshire. And it's been exacerbated over the past two years by the wide-open border policies of this administration. I did a ride-along a couple of weeks ago with the city of Manchester PD. It's our state's largest city. Mm -hmm. They've seen a 50% increase on meth and opioid overdoses in the past year. And the officer who I was riding along with told me he's responding to anywhere from three to five overdose calls every single day. That's one officer from one department responding to five overdoses a day. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that? And so this is having, it's plaguing our communities. These drugs are poisoning our communities. Our law enforcement are understaffed. They're underpaid. They're retiring at record rates because they are afraid of this national war on our police that's been waged by the Democrats. So we need to stand for law enforcement first and foremost, ensure they have the resources on the ground to deal with the uh, taking these drugs off of our streets. And we also need to see greater resources is aimed at treatment. Uh, We lack mental health beds in our state. We're under like 20,000 beds short, and it's it's a real crisis. People are having to fly around the country to receive the care that they need. So uh, these are issues I plan to get to work on day one. Our Democrat congressman, whom I'm going to beat today, we are beating him today, uh, (laughs) has done nothing to solve this problem. And I take it personally because it's personal for every person in the state because we all know someone who has lost their lives to these drugs. Well, I would say that really quickly before I let you go. I was up there in Manchester, or as the locals were calling it at the time, Manch Vegas. Do they still say Manch Vegas? 
Of course, so Man's Vegas, baby. Okay. That's where I went to college. Well, it's a I, great place. Did you? I would. I did a stand-up gig. I don't know if this was your school, but I did a stand-up gig at Salem in like 2015, which I know you were in first grade then. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but but that's but, actually the year I graduated high school. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> so are we laughing though because that's when I learned the term Man's Vegas. But back then in 2015, people I was watching town halls because people were getting ready to start campaigning for the presidential election in 2015, and it was actually mm-hmm. Chris Christie of all people who was doing a town hall and he had fielded uh, like a thousand questions about fentanyl and opioids way back then. It was psychotic. And I just don't think the rest of the country has a grasp, you know, for how much this border problem is infiltrating every other state in the country. But I know you do. That's why I'm rooting for you. So let me ask you this before I let you go. Mm -hmm. What is the election night ritual for Caroline Levitt? Do you guys get rowdy? What do you do? You just keep drinking black coffee? (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually currently, I just, as you were ranting there, Jimmy, I oh, took a sip stop. of my black coffee. I'm on like coffee number three today. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, look, I've only done this once before with our primary victory on September 13th. Mm-hmm. And we got the war room set up. Same people allowed. No one new, no one old. Everyone has to be there because we, we believe in juju on this yep. campaign. I'm a softball player. So <laughs> my routine for games. So we keep that going. Boom. And, uh, we're, you know, I'm about to get glammed up hair and makeup the whole There season. it is. Writing my victory speech, we don't write concession speeches on this campaign. We didn't in the primary. We're not going to do it tonight. Uh, This is a winning movement. And I will tell you, I've been at the polling locations all day. People are fired the heck up. They are so excited to vote. They're so excited for change. And I'm feeding on and say, I love your energy. Well, I love the energy of the people of the Granite State, and we are going to ensure that we have a loud and proud voice on Capitol Hill, and I'm very excited to get to work on behalf of my future constituents and fellow Granite Staters. Boom! Caroline Levitt, the first woman to crowd surf into the Capitol. We're excited for you, girlfriend. Finish up strong. We'll look for you on the telly tonight, okay? Thanks, Jimmy. Talk soon. You're the best. There she goes. The great Caroline Levitt uh, could be the youngest woman Ever elected to Congress. Get your red solo cups out. That's a keg party if ever there was one. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'll tell you, when the Democrats lose this thing, I kind of explained why. I wrote an op-ed. It's on foxnews.com. It's also on the Fox Across America Facebook page. You can get it on Twitter, at Jimmy Fallon. The Democrats had the worst closing argument in the history of the midterm elections, which was what? Vote for us because democracy's on the ballot. You don't vote for us, you'll never get a chance to vote again. You're not telling me the truth. I mean, come on, man. This is embarrassing stuff, okay? Look over your ballot. Democracy's not on it. The fact that you're being handed a ballot means democracy's doing a-okay. But they had to run on this because they didn't want to run on their record. But what happened was they really didn't ever at any point stop to listen to just how out of touch and ridiculous they sounded. I played you these James Clyburn clips yesterday. Let me give them to you one more time today. This is Clyburn saying this parallels to the rise of Hitler and what the Republicans are trying to do in the midterms. This is clip 22. I've studied history all of my life. Okay. I taught history. And I'm telling you, what I see here are parallels to what the history was okay. uh, in this world uh, back in the 1930s so, Congressman, in then, Germany, in Italy. Okay. Are, are voters, though, out there listening to this message to infer from what you're saying that if they don't vote for Democrats in this election, that they are somehow supporting something akin to the rise of Hitler? 
No, if they don't vote against election deniers, if they don't vote against liars, people who lie, know full well they're lying, we all know they're lying. I mean... You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Folks, just so we're clear, I just want an honest conversation. James Clyburn was one of 33 Democrats who boycotted Donald Trump's inauguration because they said the election was stolen. This is politics as usual. Think about that. He's lecturing us. This is akin to the rise of Hitler. If you don't vote out these election deniers, hey, jackass, you're one of the biggest election deniers ever. Doesn't anybody get it? Like they think we're so stupid. They think we're so stupid. It's like the Joy Reid comment where Joy Reid was like, well, people are only talking about inflation because Republicans taught it to them. Joy Reid is a race baiting loser. Really think about that. You're only talking about inflation because Republicans brought it up. I mean, you never would have noticed that you were broke otherwise. You couldn't afford gas. You never would have noticed. You would have just kept, you know, selling pictures of your feet on OnlyFans like this was just a thing. What the hell did you just say? I'm just saying. Okay, the level of condescension, the dripping condescension they have towards voters, and specifically voters who won't do what they want, it's beyond contempt. Here is Bill Clinton really quick. He's trying to downplay crime. In New York. And so he's trying to make a joke, which is a wild mischaracterization of Lee Zeldin's policies. And this is what you need to know about every single thing the Democrats run on. The Democrats don't run on what you say. They run on their interpretation of what you say. Okay, I'll give you good examples. When Donald Trump came down the escalator in 2015, he did not say all Mexicans are drug dealers and rapists. He didn't say it. Okay, he said something that no political strategist in their right mind would have written, which is, I don't believe Mexico is sending us their best people. They're sending drugs. They're sending crime. They're sending rapists. And the rest, I assume, are good people. Okay, not an ideal soundbite, but that's the verbate right there. Okay, I don't believe Mexico is sending us their best. He's talking about who they're sending. He's not talking about all Mexicans. He didn't say they're all drug dealers, crimes. And again, not a perfect soundbite. But you understand what the Democrats ran on was we got to vote against Trump. He's racist towards Mexicans. And if he wins, I'm moving to Canada. And you're like, wait, he's racist towards Mexicans. That's the big allegation. Why are you moving to Canada? You know, Mexico, just as close. I think he's got a point. Isn't it funny, though? Don't vote for Trump. He's racist towards Mexicans. So much so that if he wins, I'm leaving the country and I am no way in hell am I going to Mexico. Okay, really think about that. Okay, no different than Biden. Biden launched this campaign saying what? This is a battle for the soul of our nation because Donald Trump never condemned neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville. Again, that's Biden's interpretation of what Trump said. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers. And you see them come with the, with the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats. You, got a, you, had a lot of bad, you had a lot of bad people in the other group, too. And so understand, what is he saying there? Okay, I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists. Them I condemn totally. But you had some people, okay, in both groups, the people in all black with the clubs. Yeah, that's Antifa. 
The people that have done $2 billion worth of property damage in our country, yes, they are bad people. And yes, within one of those protests, there were good people on both sides actually protesting something they legitimately have the right to protest and feel confident about or believe in for whatever reason. That is their right in this country. But what the media did is they completely struck Trump's condemnation of neo-Nazis and white nationalists. Them I condemn totally. They struck that from the record, and the Democrats ran on their characterization of what Trump said. The media is a bunch of losers. I'm telling you, they are the enemy of the people. When you're manipulating public discourse from politicians who inspire wild amounts of emotion. No one has provoked more emotion out of the American people than Donald Trump. You know, partly because the media played him up to make him Hitler. You know, the media that loved him and made Celebrity Apprentice the number one show on TV for 10 years. All of a sudden, the guy came down the escalator and they're like, he's Hitler! And I was like, well, if he's Hitler and you were just fanboying over him for 10 years, doesn't that make you like an accomplice? But everybody just, you know, let that one wash down the drain. Oh, hell no. We don't know what you're talking about. This is Hitler. We've never seen anything like it. I'm like, well, you just hung out with him for 20 years. Donald Trump was a media darling. He's been on The View a million times, but on Oprah a million times. He was on Howard Stern a lot when Howard was still relevant. Donald Trump, okay, was a part of the fabric of polite society. Then he entered politics, and everybody who hung out with him was like, Hitler! That's just how white folks will do you. But that's what they run on, their characterization. Not on what was said. They don't run on anything honest. Okay? They run on their characterization of what was said. So their characterization of Republicans challenging the 2020 election is that Republicans want to ban elections. So by that metric, don't the Democrats want to ban elections for telling us the 2016 election was stolen every day for three years? Of course not. But that's how they do this. And that's why we're in such a dumb place right now when it comes to buying into the results of these elections is we got the Democrats telling you it's stolen on one end, but on the other end doing everything they can to steal elections, which is, hey, you can't have voter ID. Hey, you got to count the ballots no matter where they come from or when. Okay, again, if this was the Olympics and one country was fighting this hard to ban drug testing, you'd assume they were on steroids. That's exactly where we find ourselves when it comes to the Democratic Party. Okay, it's ridiculous. I'll give you a little more because there's just more of it. And I always say, oh, it's it's a race to the bottom. We've never seen anything like it. Okay, here is the Joy Reid clip. I'll play it for you one more time. Clip 39. The only people I ever heard here use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists. Right. So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right, which is not use the, com- the common tongue, right, not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Yeah. Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it, including on TV, including in newspapers. They've been taught this word, and they, they sort of wrap this word around whatever it is that they really want to vote, the, the, you know, the reasons they really want to vote. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Joy Reid is an idiot, and she's a loser. And everything that comes out of Joy Reid's mouth makes a lot more sense when you realize her middle name is Kant. Okay, she is a jackass. She is a race-baiting loser. And when she gets on TV, because for once I'm playing a clip where she's not saying you're racist, she's just saying you're stupid. 
oh, these people, the Republicans, use the word inflation. The people never used the word. It wasn't part of the common tongue. That was the term she came up with. You want to know why it wasn't part of the common tongue, folks? Because we weren't experiencing it for the last 40 years. Bingo. Okay, just like I said this yesterday, you heard the word terrorism a lot more after September 11th than you did before September 11th. Why? Because it was more prominent in our lives. Inflation is in the vernacular, not because of Republicans, but because of Democratic policies that have run the country into the ground. You're absolutely right. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's like, it's a, it's a game changer. Well, as you know, there are no shortage of crazy people on the ballot in today's midterm elections. But Chuck up in Burlington, Vermont, has also been keeping tabs on some of the crazy things that are on the ballot in Vermont. Yo, Chuck. Yo, Jimmy. Happy, uh, happy election month. Well, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's beyond your uh, depth of shame. It's. It's we're voting on the most bizarre stuff in the world up here, like enshrining into our Constitution abortion up to like the minute of birth. It's which is. Yeah, that's infanticide. That's straight murder. That's not abortion. It's not women's health care. That's just murder. Oh, no, that's their rights. Don't you know that's their that's their 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 rights. Do you do you realize how bad this is going to age, by the way? You know, for a, for a country that loves to go back 20 years and ruin people's lives, what do you think the science is going to say about this? Oh, it's, 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 it's the in, it. inmates are running the, the inmates are running the asylum here. Are now, just ever. like your old, your, your last guest said, I'm pulling up the window at Donkey's. I've been waiting on, on hold. So hang on one second. <laughs> love that. Chuck is placing the coffee order on live radio. That's the kind of show... <laughs> It's the kind of show we do on Fox Across America. Oh, my God. You can hang out. You uh, can place your call. Are you really online ordering right now? What is a guy like you getting? Oh, I'm sitting at the window in my truck waiting to pick up my coffee. Oh, okay. You ordered already. I was just going to say, yeah, I'd like I, to put I, it in I, order. Um, okay. One more for Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> uh, let, me ask, let me ask you this. Uh, what it's is the... not a tequila window, though. <laughs> well, I'm trying to cut down, man. I just got back from Vegas. Now I'm heading to Texas in two days. I'm a mess. But, no, I think you make a great point. I think, I, you know, I, I think that Democrats are pushing a lot of policies that are insane to everyone but them. Like, they're not listening to themselves. But even just the whole nope. democracy's on the ballot thing. Is there anything dumber yep. than democracy's on the ballot? We had a chance here in Vermont. Give me one. one. How much? Yeah. Oh, we lost him. Oh, hell, Chuck. All right, Chuck, we'll send you a gift card for a dunk. We didn't mean to lose you like that, but it does happen. Uh, 888-788-9910. We're in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, But the truth is Chuck was making a point. The Democrats are running on insanity. Okay, nothing more insane, nothing more insane than the claim by Joe Biden, okay, that we're not going to have elections anymore okay van jones said it earlier okay let me play it for you again it's clip 10 i think there was this kind of fool's gold this idea that you know the threat to democracy is so severe in the wake of this insurrection in the wake of these election deniers possibly grabbing control of the government that that was something that you had to talk about but you also had to talk about the economy that i think the tragedy here 
is that uh, the Democrats have something to say on the economy, but we didn't focus enough firepower on that issue, and I think it's going to potentially cost us. I mean, and basically what he's saying to the Democratic Party is... Such an idiot! You guys are idiots. You ran on the banning elections? You ran on pretend supervillains? I've played this clip a lot this week, but Michael Beschloss is over on MSNBC, which, again, I am employed by Fox News. This is uh, the greatest job I've ever had. It's the greatest job I'll ever have. You understand, like, how much fun I have. If you were in Vegas this weekend, like, you saw a man experiencing, like, maximum strength joy. If you're in Texas this week, you're going to see me, Jenny, and Lincoln on doing some meet and greets, hanging out. Just as good, like, my life can't be improved. Like, it's physically impossible. And for all those people that are happy for me, thanks. It's taken a long time to get here. And I'm really enjoying it. And, you know, there's no one I'm more grateful to than Fox News. That being said... I can only watch MSNBC tonight because it's going to be insane because of people like this. Michael Beschloss on MSNBC, who's flat out telling us that if Republicans win, I mean, you know, historians might not exist anymore, but your kids are going to jail and possibly even getting killed. Here it is, clip 36. And a historian 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country and if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which, which I'm not certain of, But if that is true, a historian will say what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. Have you ever had a checkup? Your children are on the verge of being arrested or even killed. Can you imagine being that stupid? Or that desperate for that matter? Okay, the man just said the Republicans win if historians are still allowed to be such a thing. You are disgusting. Your children are going to be arrested, possibly even killed. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. That's what they've been reduced to. Okay, I've told you this since the day they gave me this show. Okay, I am such a responsible steward of the reach of this platform. Like when they gave me this show, I was like, hey, Jimbo, you're going to be on the biggest media platform in the world. Wow. That was my first thought. You know what my second thought was? It was, oh, now what do I do? How do I take this, use it for good, use it in a way that will impact people's lives in a way that has a positive effect on our political discourse? And what did I say? The catchphrase of the show, be a Republican, be a Democrat, don't be a that is all. And I say that because nine times out of ten when you're acting like a it's because you're in an emotional place that's denying you your self-awareness, which would otherwise say, hey, buddy, you're acting like a these people on the left have lost their minds because elections are so bitterly personal for them because they run on confirmation bias, that confirmation bias being I'm better than you. Complete strangers, people they don't even know, people they haven't even met. They get out of bed every morning and they sell themselves on the idea that you must be a racist. You must be a know-nothing. You must be a violent vigilante group that if you take back control of the Congress, you're going to round people's children up and kill them. That's what a historian said. A man who studied history is able to get on live television and advance that ridiculousness. Why? He's smart enough to know better. He's just lost his mind because the emotions have gotten the best of everybody on the left. They're crazy. Maybe not on a functional level, but in this moment, 
They have lost their minds. I've told you this before, man. Everybody has a friend who hates one of their coworkers and complains about their coworkers so much, so often, so relentlessly that you eventually realize, oh, your friend's the problem. It's not the crazy worker. It turns out your friend just happens to be a nut and a pain in the ass to work with. Well, that's what the case study on this election will ultimately show us. The Democrats spent so much time and energy and money in focus groups trying to convince the world that Republicans were crazy, that they completely deluded themselves from the reality that every single one of them was nuts. Election Day is over from a radio standpoint, just beginning from a voting standpoint. It's an election month from a counting standpoint. But as things get nuts tonight, I implore you the same thing I do every day. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.